talking now to Alan Patching. Alan Patching gave us a wonderful uh, seminar on NLP within psychotherapy. Alan is an author of a variety of books, widely acknowledged to be probably one of the world's greatest public speakers, and he certainly confirmed that this weekend. Alan, you've demonstrated uh, some wonderful techniques, uh, excellent rapid handshake induction, uh, a wonderful demonstration of parts integration, but is there a particular NLP or even CBT technique or something that you've got in your toolbox that you just couldn't be without? Well, I have a favourite NLP and CBT. In NLP, the ones uh, that I find I'm consistently using are rapid rewind techniques to just, as Sean said this morning, not to get rid of, but to get the confusion going and to take different views to things. If you can use the NLP to get people to say, aha, the SUDS, the subjective unit of distress, moved, then they'll start believing it can move using other techniques. So I hardly ever use it in and of itself, although I do and get some results from certain situations. It tends to be used in accommodation. That's one. The other thing is just the simpler techniques I find the best, the ones like reframing, right all through the... Um, counselling side of any session, the neurolinguistic reframing using the Meta and Milton models I found to be incredibly useful. In fact, probably the short answer to your question is using the Meta model to challenge the, um, the normalisation, the deletions, distortions, etc., which lead people further into their problem and sustain it, and to use the Milton model uh, of embedded suggestions, alternative um, considerations, double binds, etc., uh, to put them in that semi-hypnotic state and give them the thought that there's a different alternative and that's the one they want to follow. So NLP, a range of them, the simpler ones tend to be used more and more. Parts integration I demonstrate the other day, in certain circumstances I find it very useful. As I mentioned in the course or in the, the, the seminar, probably the most use I find is we get a client who's uh, fearful of hypnosis, doesn't think it's going to work. If you do the parts thing, they see and, and experience, I should say, the subconscious reaction as the parts are becoming integrated. And uh, they're in a hypnotic state at that stage, of course, and then all of a sudden they believe that, one, it's useful. Secondly, there's something happening at a deeper level in their conscious and they're more likely to let go and be open to success in other interventions. To CBT, I like the simplicity of CBT. I like the fact that the efficacy of it is well proven. I like, uh, again, Sean mentioned this morning, that people with GAD, generalised anxiety disorder, tend to wake up thinking what can go wrong. With all my CBT people, the people using it, I start with the simplest thing, pad and pen beside the bed, open your eyes, before you get up, clean your teeth or anything, reach across to the pad and pen, pen, write down five great things that you can recall about yourself, and if you can't do that, that someone else has said, and four or five things that are going to be just outstanding about today. Now, some people have trouble getting one, so, you know, but you build up from that. So it's getting that focus on the positive rather than the negative. And I've, simple techniques like people wake up and when they're suffering with a little bit of uh, depression or anxiety and they think, oh, I wonder if today is going to be worse than yesterday. Reframe that to say, I wonder if today is going to be better than yesterday. Uh, little things like this. But I have quite a range of CBT, all aimed really at getting at the automatic negative thoughts that are supporting and being supported by the dysfunctional assumption. So that if we can get the CBT working through the behavioural exercise, the cognitive thinking exercises to deal with the faulty learning that's back there in the belief system, then perhaps we don't have to worry about doing the regression and going back into the belief system. So CBT and NLP together make a, a good relationship? Yeah, the, I think any number of techniques can be used together, and I don't have any formula for that. It's just the experiential, intuitive bringing together in the moment 
And uh, CBT itself, uh, the behaviour is experimental. Try this, see if it works, see if you get a change in view. Well, we as therapists can take the same approach. Try things, see how it works for that client. And form. That's why you need to take a lot of tools in the toolbox and uh, carry the toolbox with you and just pull out the right one when you need to. And, you know, if the pliers don't work, maybe you can bastardise the spanner to use that for the same job on this occasion. Are there any particular issues that NLP particularly does well with? Uh, look... I love NLP. I take a lot of time with a lot of people see me as an NLP guy because all, you know, I talk about it a lot at seminars. I don't believe that NLP is the be-all and end-all of everything, but certainly for what we call uh, shallow structure issues and things like fantastic. For example, someone with a social anxiety uh, problem or perhaps public speaking, I find if they can track that back to a specific thing that happened, or, or let's say fear of flying, they used to fly, they had no problems, there was a big bump, an engine failed on one flight or something, they got nervous as hell and they don't like flying ever since. Well, you can use NLP techniques quite often in my experience to deal with that, you know, rapid uh, rewind or fast phobia treatment as you call it here. has um, got a good chance of working there, at least to the level where with a very small amount of other therapy you can get beyond a little bit of progressive desensitisation within hypnosis to me is a good solution. However, if you've got someone who's been scared of flying or scared of public speaking or whatever, for yonks, they can't remember any other thing, then sure, you can work on a significant example of when they experience the anxiety, and that's not a bad starting place for the confusion. But I'd never rely on that long term. I'd want to be using other therapies, progressive desensitizations, etc., to deal with that in preference to NLP. However, I do that with hypnosis first rather than... Uh, uh, direct exposure. I think there's a place for a direct exposure. I know there's a video on YouTube, very good video, of um, Richard Bandler using NLP to um, get a person over a fear of flying and then supposedly taking her on the aircraft to show that the NLP worked. But in fact, that was a CBT technique where the NLP prepared her and the behavioural technique of doing the flight and seeing that it wasn't all that bad wasn't proving the NLP, it was actually a CBT technique combining it. So even the master of NLP, maybe without admitting it, but it's getting caught out anyway, <laughs> uses CBT and NLP. So therefore, if Bandler can do it, can't be all that bad for me to do it also. Do whatever works. That's what he says, and I agree with it. You made a joke yesterday that at a school reunion, a third of your old schoolmates were dead, and a third of them are retired, and you said you've got no desire to be either of those two categories. So... What's next for you? Well, I think some of the dead ones are still walking, actually. But uh, <laughs> it's just that they're, they're just... Oh, look, it, it was a cruel comment, and it was said in jest. And I made no reflection. I'm a good bunch of guys, and we have a lot of fun when we get together. But I was amazed at the number that have passed on, and I was more amazed at the number who are going to early retirement. Now, sure, if... if it's, it, uh, it's not for me to criticise them if they're happy and everything and that. But I would not be happy if I retired now. Um, I'm too passionate about what I do. I've got too much to do, too much more to do. Besides, uh, I haven't spent these six months getting ready for the launch, which we did last night effectively, of the college in Australia, the National College in Australia, to let loose. So this is just a, a new thing. The therapy and all that will still be there. The clinic, I love it. The work with the corporate world, bringing psychotherapy... Uh, principles in to deal with stress and performance enhancement. The world is opening up to that, creating an incredible opportunity for the people um, you know, who progress through the college, etc. But the, uh, the immediate focus for me in the future will be to build the college up uh, as well. And um, I don't think retirement, I'm 61 now, I don't feel anything like that. 
although I can, I've never been 61 before, so I don't <laughs> know what it's like to feel like that. But I feel quite energetic uh, mentally, etc. The bones are telling me I probably shouldn't have played football, etc. when I was younger. Uh, but having said all that, I can see myself um, uh, progressing well into old age and slowing down, maybe doing a little less. But I, there's, there's, there's nothing on the horizon that just says stop um, doing what I'm doing and do nothing else but play bowls. And for any bowlers out there, that is not a criticism of your chosen sport. It's just that my chosen sport is what I'm doing now. Well, we look forward to hearing a great deal more from you in the future too, then. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Take care. Cheers.